More resources available online at jenniferjackson.com. This is Simply for Women. And I have Maureen Miller back with us today. She's an adoptive mother, adoptive mother of three, lost two. Wow. Uh, Maureen, welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. We were talking about the adoption process on the previous episode and how you, you, your own mother put the seed of a mother's love in your heart. You were saved at age four. <laughs> That's, that was encouraging. Yeah. You know, even those young children can receive the Lord. Um, you've had some heartache in this process. Um, but tell us, you know, how would you encourage someone to choose adoption over abortion? Well, well, I mean, for me, it it starts with just a a, a grounded belief that all life is sacred. Um, Psalm one thirty nine to me speaks very clearly about life being sacred and that God knows life even from the beginning. And so, from my biblical worldview, adoption is is the only option, really. And so. I, I, I know that there are many people that find themselves in difficult circumstances, um, and I can't speak to some of those because I've not endured the kinds of things that might cause a person to feel very, very desperate. But I can say that as an adoptive mother whose children came through that and the, th- the three circumstances um, surrounding um, our three children, those three women chose nine months of pregnancy to then answer the greatest yeah. prayer of my right. heart. And, you know, yeah. if they could see in their, in their grief and their pain and their giving that child to you so much uh, sacrifice and, and hurt there, but yet this, your three children have had a, a future and a hope and a love and a home that you wouldn't have been able to have, uh, you know, have that experience otherwise that the, except yeah. for that sacrifice had been made um, on your behalf, you know, so I mean, exactly what a right. what a noble what a noble thing, and I just I just want to encourage anyone out there that if that is, you know, if that is your challenge, just consider it a year that you're giving to the Lord. You know, you're giving this child back to the Lord. I think about Hannah, how she did give Samuel to the Lord, and as hard as that was, there can be hope there. What about yeah. you know just the decisions? You know, when you go to adopt a child, there's all the finances involved. I mean, how do you choose? A ch- do you choose a child from the United States or outside the country? I mean, did those things matter to you? Well, for us, it, it didn't matter. And I would say it first has to come from prayer and knowing that that is the direction. For us, we we gave some time prior to our first adoption just to see what God was going to do. He'd given us a promise for children, and we originally thought that was going to come through the miracle of biological children. And for us, it was going to be a miracle, but all life is a miracle, is it not? Yeah. Um, but but it did end up being for us a local ministry that is no longer um, in existence, but it was called the Special Link, and Carrie Urim is and continues to be a very good friend of mine. She started this ministry to really help place harder-to-place children, especially um, children that were African-American and biracial, and she was located in South Carolina at the time. And so for us, I mean, we had considered all kinds of options should we decided um, when we decided to do adoption as our way of adding to our family um, and really have been touched by the stories of babies from China and Romania and on and on. But for us, it was a matter of just the Lord bringing the children that he had for us to us in very unique ways. So I think people just have to really pray and ask the Lord, how do you want to bring children to us through the miracle of adoption? And he will guide that, I believe, that wholeheartedly. 
He will guide that. I believe that wholeheartedly as well. How how yeah. how has God guided you just in your spiritual growth? I mean, these kids are now in their 20s. How have you grown in the Lord over the years? How do you keep that relationship with God fresh? And Yes, well, again, I was blessed to have parents that really encouraged um, a quiet. My mom would use the word a quiet time. And, of course, when I was in high school, I would kind of roll my eyes. Not again, a quiet time. I mean, we don't like to sit quietly, but... <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, was about to... I still don't. I, know, <laughs> I have does. to force myself. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> well, that's true. Sometimes, Sometimes I I, in the morning I do. <laughs> don't talk to me yes, too early. Exactly. Well, she um, she'd encouraged that. So when I was kind of hitting this difficult place when I was newly married and just knew I needed something more, really was at my wit's end, I began to really seek the Lord in a quiet time with his word each day in prayer. And it was out of that he just began to reveal himself to me in ways that I could not deny. He was true, and he was faithful, and he was loving, and he was just. And so that has just continued, and that's, of course, I'm 53 now, so we're looking at that thing a number of years ago, decades ago now. But for me, it's just really about making that a priority for me to get up and have um, quiet time many times before my feet even hit the ground just to say um, some prayers, ask the Lord to guide my steps, and then to make it a priority to spend time with him and his word, perhaps a a good devotional, um, maybe a a good book about the Bible, but nothing beats being in the word, the Bible, and so so I'm an encourager of reading the Bible and prayer Mm. daily. That's so good. You know, do you, are you still in mom mode? Are you waiting for those grandkids? What's God doing in your life now? How do you minister? How do you serve the Lord? Okay, well, I am very blessed to have two granddaughters. Our son, Ian, who's 25, has two little girls, Lila, who's two and a half, and Emery, who's one and a half. And, of course, we still have our 13-year-old daughter, who's very much still at home with us and in the throes of eighth grade and sports and all of that. But um, I minister my – the Lord has really um, given me a joy in serving him primarily and very specifically to women. And also through mostly the written word, but also through the spoken word in a ministry of, of writing and speaking. So I, I just enjoy listening to God and hearing his voice in my heart as he guides me in his word and then translating that into messages of hope for women, weaving those into stories of truth that point them to the truth. And that's my ministry um, primarily, again, to, to women and primarily to uh-huh. Christian women, women who are find themselves in the church but are struggling because we know that even though you may be a regular church attender, there's there's so much that pulls us away and buys for our attention. And so that's, that's kind sure. of where the Lord has called me at how, this time in my life. How do you uh, how do you share Jesus with those little grandkids? <laughs> what do you have any tips oh for goodness. us? Yes. Well, I have perpetuated what my mom did many years ago. And when they're here, either down for naps or getting ready to go to night to sleep, um, if they spend the night with us, is to sing Jesus Loves Me and Jesus Tender Shepherd. And above the bed where our two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter Lila sleeps is a picture of Jesus. Mm, that's uh, the good. The picture of him that's famous, knocking at the door. Yeah. And point, and she'll say Jesus, Aww. and we sing songs about Jesus. So books about Jesus and just just getting out there and seeing God's created world and being able to say, God made this for you. It's a gift for you. And just perpetuating it that in that way. Yeah, there's so many good resources, aren't there now, for children that, that are beautiful Christian resources and books and songs, and it, it's so encouraging. 
Uh, we have about, um, I don't know, two minutes left. Tell us, what else do you want to tell us? Well, I, I, have, um, I have a desire to reveal God to others through um, the very ordinary things in life. And I have a, a blog that is at Penning Pansies, P-E-N-N-I-N-G, and then the flowerpansies.com. I usually blog about two to three times a month. And again, it's just to reveal God's extraordinary character and the ordinary things of life. And so I do that. And I have um, just, again, I'm just wanting to share his messages of, of love and hope um, through the written word. And I've just enjoyed being a collaborative writer and um, a writer of articles and devotions. I've contracted with guideposts. So I encourage folks to check out some of those resources. But again, it's just a matter of looking to Jesus to guide us, and he will always guide us into the truth that he has for us. And no matter the circumstances of life, no matter how difficult and how dark the days, he is there. He says, am I good? And we answer, <laughs> you are good. Oh, you he are is good in all you do. He is good he in is. all he does. That's so encouraging, Maureen. Wow. You know, I, I think yes, that, you. um, you're, you know, the simple things in life sometimes are the richest and the best. And being being a mom, being a grandma, sharing Christ, sharing Christ, even with Christians to encourage them to keep growing in their faith. That's a beautiful thing. Um, what else yeah. do you want to leave us with? We have 60 seconds left, but is there anything do you, how do you, what's your routine? Well, again, I get up in the morning and I usually have my coffee and I sit down. It might be after I've taken our daughter to school, but I sit down with the word. Right now I'm reading through Jesus Calling by Sarah Young and I, I listen to God's voice, and I, I ask him to show me how I might be a light to those in the world around me that day. And then I just try to walk in his ways. I love Psalm 90, verse 17. May the favor of the Lord rest upon me and establish the work of my hands for me. Oh, yes, establish the work of my hands. Oh, that's a great verse. That's a really powerful verse. You know, God has done many miracles for you. He's comforted your heart uh, losing two adoptive kids, and yet... You got to keep three. That's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I'm blessed indeed. He's so faithful. He's so good. Thanks for encouraging us today. Thanks for encouraging us to adopt children. Children need homes, even if you do foster to adopt. Maureen just adopted, but you can do either. It's it's such a need. Praying for our kids in America. We need to pray for those kids and love them and just being the mom and the grandma that God called you to be. Thank you, Maureen. You are beautiful. Glad to have you here today. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. If you want to learn more about the show, go to jenniferjackson.com or, or go to Pinning, Pinning Pansies today. That's Maureen Miller. You can find her on Facebook. She's an encouragement to all of us. Just keep going. Keep growing in your faith. Love those kids. Hug those necks. Sing songs to them about Jesus. Pray with them at bedtime. Those are the simple things, but that's how we see God work and move. It's worth it. All you're doing, it's worth it. Keep going. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God.